All right, what is good, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In the Paint. I am joined as I am every time we record with my buddy, my hoop and pal, my co-host, Joe. Some uh, some good games so far, and some some not so good games so far in the playoffs. Yeah, it's really kind of what you expect out of the first round, right? I mean, you obviously have like your one eights or your mismatches where it's just like, okay, can we be done with this? And then you have you know uh, four or five games, or you know maybe some surprises here and there uh, that turn out to be really good basketball. Yeah. Um there's definitely been some hits and some misses, some duds, some really good games. Um, that Knicks-Atlanta Hawks series, I feel like it's just going to be great every game. So fun. Both those teams are pretty evenly matched, and both have big glaring <laughs> glaring issues on certain parts of the floor. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll get into that a little later. I do want to start the podcast off, unfortunately. We, we are going to talk about it because it was big news yesterday and the day before. Man, just like all three games two days ago had shitty fan interactions. Like... Let's just get this out of the way, like, real quick about these shitty fan interactions. It's great to see fans back. 100%. Like, Madison Square Garden was popping. I mean, what a great place to play. Like, it's, that's so much fun uh, to see it sold out like that. Anyways, but you're right. We forget about, like, how shitty we can be as people, <laughs> like, without those. So, like, the first one, Westbrook getting popcorn thrown on him. You know, walking back through the tunnel. What's the purpose? Why? Like, I don't... I Like, we're going to talk about one that I think is the second one we're going to talk about, which is absolutely abhorrent, what happened in New York. Yeah, it's absolutely atrocious. All of them are bad. I want to make that very clear. But there are levels to some of these things. Like, popcorn doesn't harm anybody. You know, it doesn't, like... You know, whatever. It, it's it's popcorn. He's, He's probably just a drunk fan being an idiot. It's disrespectful to a massive level. And if you're going to f- try not to fuck with anybody, Westbrook ain't the guy to fuck with. He's right. lucky there was hands on him because he was th- – that was Malice in the Palace part two, maybe. Easily, I mean, yeah. he has the ability to kind of do that. Kind of like his brain sometimes just like – he just kind of sees blood sometimes. <laughs> so like kudos to him for one, chilling out at some point. It took about seven seconds. He kind of chilled out. But two, like kudos, kudos to security for like really quickly getting the fan out and then getting a hold of Westbrook down at the tunnel. Um. Fan has been banned indefinitely, and he has lost his season tickets, which, like, you know, okay. Good. Everybody – here's here's the thing. Ryan Russell actually did a quick podcast on – or, like, instant reaction yesterday. He was like, everybody's going to come on TV and come on podcast and be like, I want to have the most severe punishment for this person. And it's like, sure, like, whatever. Your punishment doesn't matter. The problem is, is, like, fans are so cool back in the arenas that, like, this is un- inevitably, unfortunately, going to happen. However – we can't just be like, hey, NBA, do something. Well, because the NBA can't really do anything. Like, unfortunately, all they can do is ban the fan and hope this doesn't happen again. But it's going to keep happening because, like you said, humans are shitty. And if you want fans at arenas and if you want courtside experience, like, this is one of the risks, unfortunately. I'm not condoning it, but the reality is this is definitely a risk. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's not really much they can do to mitigate, even mitigate these situations, right? Except for like when it does happen, like deal with it, like have a zero tolerance policy. And maybe that will think, you know, maybe that will make the guy who's had six beers and, you know, to think twice. 
So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't, I've never thrown popcorn on anybody when I've been drinking. No, that, that's no. not usually my go-to. No. Um, but uh, yeah, like again, we don't, we're not saying we're like geniuses and we're, you know, end all be all cure alls here. Like, but the, but the bottom line is hopefully when you have these severe punishments for doing these things that like maybe this deters more people or that next person from doing it. But like, unfortunately the, the reality is it's probably going to happen again and it sucks. Um, yes. But I'm glad the NBA or, or at least the arenas are now taking some steps. This second one, I, like, there isn't any more. There isn't anything more, honestly, like dehumanizing than trying to spit on somebody. Like, think about that. Like, we as humans, like baseball players, spit on dirt. Yes. Like when you spit on somebody, when you spit on the ground, you're basically saying like, nah, I don't care about the ground. Like, I'm gonna spit on it. When you spit on a human, I know I'm maybe making a jump here, but I don't think I am. That is the equivalent of saying, like, you are mud. You are dirt. Like, you yeah. are, I don't respect you. You are, like, low level of, of life. Yeah, it's extremely degrading. Like, I don't understand, like, how you can treat another fellow person like that. It's just, it just goes to show you, like, some people just can't separate. Like, they don't, they don't look at, you know, basketball players as humans. And... I'm like not saying they, we, there's been the comment. I think OBJ made a comment on the shop one time, the like the barbershop show with with LeBron and uninterrupted. He said they treat them like zoo animals sometimes. Like no, for sure they think they're like just there to like be a, be a puppet, and it's like no, they're humans too. Yeah, they and I guess it kind of goes back to like shut up and dribble, like exact same thing. Like their opinions or their thoughts or who they are as a person doesn't matter to people, and it's. Man, that's tough. Like, and, but anyways, I want to see that dude. Like, that <laughs> I want to see Trey Young press charges on that guy. Yeah, there's. I mean, one, it's assault. Um, maybe yeah. it's simple assault, but it's assault nonetheless. And I mean, the the whole thing of all of these is like, maybe this guy is bigger than Trey Young. You can't really see the dude. Like, the video doesn't really show his face. It just shows like, and honestly, I didn't even see the spit the first time I watched it. Then the second time I watch it, you watch the female's reaction sitting in front of him, yeah. or in front of the dude that spits. Yeah. And she flips, and then you're like, oh, shit. And, uh, but you see, like, you see something flying down fr from a little above her, and then you start to figure out, oh, wait, like, that was somebody spitting on, on Trey Young. And um, sure, Trey Young was the villain in game one. He was talking shit, and, like, deservedly so. But, like, there's a difference between, like, yelling, Fuck Trey Young and like Trey Young is balding, which were some of the cheers that were going on. There's a difference between cheering at somebody. Those were funny. There's a difference between cheering and then physically spitting on somebody. I mean, there's a line that's got to be drawn. Absolutely. And like, if you are at a game and you see that type of behavior from another fan, like, just put a stop to it, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, yeah. There, there's certain aspects, like you know, that you can. There's certain things you can do to be non-confrontational to to get that out. Like, yeah, you know the the arenas now they have that you know somebody being disruptive text that number kind of yep. thing. So, hundred percent, please use it. Yeah, especially like if if you're watching somebody drink a ton and you just like know that it's it's going to escalate at some point. Like, feel free to to be like, hey, dude, cut you off. Like, I'm going to cut you off from drinking, and like maybe take your phone slash hold your hand at some point. <laughs> I don't know, but. This fan at MSG, um, which again was a rocking environment. It sucks that like we're ending, or sorry, we're starting the podcast, but ending the game, not worrying about the Knicks winning, but we're talking about this fan. You know, right. like it just sucks because again, the, the whole narrative gets flipped from a great game to a shitty fan interaction, and nobody wants that. Like the product, the NBA product doesn't want that. But fan gets banned indefinitely. Haven't heard anything about season tickets, but as we know now, they're banned indefinitely, which usually means forever. But um, 
And then this one kind of like slid under the radar because the other two incidents were so much bigger. But the Jazz have had the Jazz fans have had history of having some confrontations, some racial things thrown out, some slurs thrown out. And I don't know what was said necessarily in this case, but three Jazz fans were banned indefinitely because of a verbal altercation in their game two days ago. Yeah, it was Ja Morant's family. Yeah. Yeah. I it, I just I can't the 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 nerve to talk to a player's family. There's a difference right? between yelling at the player. I mean, I'm still not saying you even have the right to do that, but whatever. We've all done it. We've all heckled in some form. Maybe. Maybe not. I have. <laughs> but to go to somebody's family, to their flesh and blood, and talk talk trash and, and maybe get even more deeper than that, just there's a line. Keep the family out of it, man. Yeah. Like, that's just... We've heard yeah. players on the court say, like, you can say whatever you want, but when you start to talk about my mom or my family or my kids, like, that's where we draw the line. Yeah. Uh, so they ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So. Yeah, I mean, again, those three fans banned indefinitely. Not a whole lot to to share with that. I know there was something said that was maybe very very offensive if it was actually what was happened. Um, so you know things like that. Just there's no place for fans to do that. Ryan Russell ended it great. He talked about a story really quick. He said um, he said there was one time when I was in my twenties. He was it was like I was at a college sports lacrosse game for wherever he went to school. And he was talking shit to the player that after the game they had lost. And the player comes by from the other team and Ryan Russillo goes, ooh, got you, or like something. He didn't said it wasn't even ver- like, you know, yeah. very bad. He just said, like, ooh, got you guys, like you suck. And the player lacrosse player just turned to him and said, Play a sport. And yeah. then literally Ryan Russillo from that moment was like, It should oh. be to my core. <laughs> he was like, I, I was one person that wanted to do nothing more than play Division One sports. And when he said go play a sport, he was like, to this day, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> he was like, "So just remember that when you're when you're at the fan when you're at the sporting event and you're the fan that's heckling, that player could just come up to you and be like, go get a life, like go play a sport or be a professional athlete.' Like you can't. Right. Come, that's why you're yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> so like just chill out and like let's remember the game and not like trying to be an asshole, um, you know, throughout these games. It's like when we talk about like these players like you know playing really bad games or anything like that or not right, like. They're infinitely better than us. Remember, like, we're just analyzing. We are not right. saying we're better because we are not. No, like there's a reason why we're behind then, microphones and not on the court. <laughs> but yes, they are much better. Infin- they have more talent in their pinky than than I do anywhere else. Right. Okay, let's let's put that aside. Three games, three shitty fan in- interactions. Let's move on. Um, those are done with. Hopefully, they things like that don't happen again. Fingers crossed. Okay, let's get to the basketball part of this. Um, there's going to be a couple of these think series that we can just breeze through because they're absolute duds. Um, <laughs> like this first one right here. Yeah, go for it. All right. Sixers Wizards. <laughs> I literally have in the comments here, LOL. Just LOL. Because like there's Lol. nothing else to talk about this. I mean, the Celtics are, or I'm sorry, the Wizards. Well, the, the, like, they're both yeah, bad too. They're both <laughs> bad. But like uh, the Wizards are just entirely outmatched. Like Bradley Bill could go out and score forty every single game, and they're still going to lose by thirty. Yes, they. I really don't have any analysis other than like the Wizards are, are definitely not good enough, and the Sixers are definitely good enough. <laughs> like, right? They're just better. Um, yeah. So they're up two zero. I mean, I really don't have any more to add. Like, no. there's just an, it's a complete mismatch everywhere. It, it is, and I'm ready for that one to be it. Yes. This one though, I want to go the full seven games. Yes. Like, this has been so awesome. Knicks Hawks. Series tied one one. Trey Young gets the best of them with the help of the referees. For sure. In the first in the first one. And then uh do you see that uh that fourth quarter stand by the Knicks in game two? 
Yeah, um, I was definitely eyes glued, as I've mentioned before. Like, I'm a massive Derrick Rose fan, and he's now on the Knicks with Tibbs and Taj Gibson. It gives me all the nostalgia I need. Yeah, like, <laughs> I forgot that Taj Gibson still played basketball, to be honest with you. Legitimately, and, he probably shouldn't be at points, but, like, he is. Again, I'm saying that as a as a fan. And he, um, had, a, he had a massive fourth quarter for them, like, he defensively. He played huge. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely eyes glued. Uh, the fourth quarter for the Knicks was absolutely what they've been doing all year, which is stout defense and then just getting timely buckets. Um, Julius Randle, while he had a great second half and fourth quarter, still is not playing up to his potential. So again, I just, I keep waiting for like, once he gets to like regular season, Julius Randle, which may not happen. I mean, like some people just struggle in the playoffs, but Mm. if they get to that point, this series is going to start to get really tough for Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, he was not the same for the first, you know, game and a half. It was not the Julius Randle that we had been used to seeing over right. the last year. But uh, you hope like that second half kind of propels him like to be like, okay, I can get this. So For sure. Um, real quick, I don't have this in our notes, but Nerland's Noel. He can defend, man. I don't. I don't know if like people just forgot about the guy, and maybe they did because like he's been hurt a decent amount and like yeah. has been on some eh teams, but like. Dude has length for days and is always in the right spot. It seems yeah. like. Yeah, like I didn't expect that. I, I, I watched some Knicks, you know, games this year and everything, yeah. but like he was all over the place. He really was. He just provides a ton of energy and like like you like you said, he can get from one spot to the other, and he's usually seems like he's in the right spot. And even if he's not, he's got the length to like still affect a shot. Right. He's stifling the the people, you know, driving to the lane. The rim protection from him is. Pretty cool. I mean, yeah. for them, you know, because Julius Randle isn't known as a necessarily a great defender. No, and Taj Gibson is slower, and and Obi Toppin again wasn't known for defense in college either. So you need that one guy who, by the way, Nerlens Noel was definitely known for defense in college, like the, the above yes. the rim play. He's been great. The whole the whole Knicks kind of culture and like grit and grind. I know that was the Memphis Grizzlies, but this is kind of like you know just buckle down and really like make things ugly. Sometimes what the Lakers do too, and. In playoff basketball, it really works. We know yeah, that. Yeah, like it, it comes down to like making it ugly and getting a few stops at the end of the game, and they did it. Well, multiple times. Right. So, in that uh, that that second game, and that's when you when you're trying actively, I think, to get calls instead of just going out and play basketball. Yep. Like when they start to not go your way, what do you rely on? Yeah, I mean, Nick Wright was saying it yesterday and the day before. He basically was like. You can foul hunt in the regular season, but foul hunting in the playoffs has proven James Harden, you know, sometimes Chris Paul too. Like foul hunting has shown that it lessens and it's tougher and tougher to do in the playoffs. So again, we're finding out that like, you know, I saw this stat in game one, Trey Young didn't shoot a single free throw until the fourth quarter and then he had nine. Yes. I don't I don't anticipate that keeping to be happening because the referees are gonna start to catch on and we know playoff basketball is officiated different. Yes. So hopefully that you, trend, you know, doesn't keep happening, and it stays consistent. Right. Hawks have been shooting the lights out at least the first game. Yeah. Um, second game, second half, they went cold. So that kind of answers that question. Can the Hawks keep shooting like this? Probably not. You know, yeah. DeAndre Hunter missed a, a couple wide-open ones. Yeah, he hit that first yeah. one in the first quarter in game two, and then literally, I think, missed his, like, next six. You know, right. like, they're they're just... They're very streaky shooters for sure. That team is exactly. I mean, Trey Young. If he gets hot, like watch out Bogdanovich too. But like, but if they're cold, man, they're ice cold. And if you're playing great defense and you're chasing them off that line, I don't know what else they have offensively after you know, after that. Yeah, they so. they constructed that team to be like, you know, five wide or four out. Yes, 
with Capella, and if they're not hitting, again, we've seen playoff basketball. Three may not be the thing to rely on all the time. Lakers get 70 points or whatever, 60 points in the paint last night. Crazy. Sometimes you got to get in the paint, yeah. you know? So, you got to score in a variety of ways. So that series, like we both think, will go seven, six or seven, and it's yes. going to be great every single game, I believe. So Yeah. This one's going to go seven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, damn. Oh, yeah. Bring it up. Let's go. Damn, the Bucks look really good. So this good. is not this is not your Bucks team of the last three years. No, this is not your this is not your daddy's Bucks. <laughs> this is the new and improved Bucks. Yeah, and you know what's great is that Giannis doesn't have to score hunt right now. Legitimately, like, he can be the third option. He can score 17, 20 points a game, grab his fifteen rebounds, have a seven assists, play amazing defense, and they'll win. It is such a game changer to have Drew Holiday. Like I texted you that yesterday. Like he's yeah. a massive game changer for that entire squad because he now makes it that Giannis doesn't have to score 30 a game. Like you just said, Giannis can essentially be your third scoring option if you want it to be. And Giannis is kind of like, I mean, obviously he can score, but like I think Giannis is perfectly fine scoring 17, 18 points a game. Yes. No, knowing, 100%. Knowing he's the best player. You know yes. what I mean? Like and if he honestly can exert more more energy defensively, oh, like at goodness. the rim, that is scary because he's already great, like one of defense player of the year. But like if he can score twenty and then get you five blocks and get seventeen rebounds a game, like unbelievable. Another thing in the series is that uh, Brooke Lopez, the Heat don't have any answer for him. Zero. And you can't defensively right now. Usually you would say, okay, you spread it out. You try to take him off the court because you know he can't close out. The Heat cannot buy a shot. So it doesn't yes. even matter. He he just sits in the paint because he doesn't trust that they can hit anything. And you know? they can't. And they can't. Literally, we I texted you yesterday. They were 0 for 5 or 0 for 6 on threes in like the first few minutes, but they had taken 15 twos and still missed a ton of them. Like yeah. they can't buy anything. No, they're they cold really can't. everywhere. So question for you, and you alluded to it afterwards or at the beginning of the season. Was bubble heat was the bubble heat just a complete aberration? Were they not an NBA title? team no. by any stretch of the imagination. They were not. And I said that I said that at the end of the season and I told you this and this is one where I was right and you were wrong, yes. which you were right about some things last night. We'll talk about them later, but you uh, you were definitely wrong on this one. However, it takes nothing away from what the Heat did last year because they were one of the few that were like, "No, we're going to embrace this bubble. We're going to stay like last year the teams that embraced the bubble they were the ones that obviously were successful. Yes. Lakers embraced it at a time they wanted to leave, but they embraced it after that. Heat embraced it the entire time. Nuggets too. Like, if you embrace the bubble, you did really well. Well, here's the thing. This ain't the bubble anymore. You don't have to embrace shit. You just have to be good. And right now, the Heat aren't very good. The Heat are not very good. Drogic looks old. Tyler Hero can't buy a damn thing. He averages seven points in the playoffs right now. Duncan Robinson is a one-trick pony. Like, he, is, he has been found out, man. Yep. Like, and unless he becomes... You know, someone who has counters to those things. Who who can execute a pass? Like, he's going to struggle. And yeah. Bam didn't take the step that I thought he would. No. he Great defensively, but offensively, when he gets a bigger, more physical guy on him, it, he kind of shrinks at yeah. times, you know? At least Brooke Lopez. And I mean, I... Did you see Chris Middleton eat him up? Yeah, he bodied Bam. him. Like... Yeah. Crazy. I hope he doesn't turn into like so. the AD type, and that's not necessarily. An, I mean, it is kind of an insult, but it's more like I hope he doesn't become more finesse than like strength because Bam is so strong and so skilled and aggressive and aggressive. And I just, hope he doesn't just start to float around like the elbow in the three point line, like AD's kind of started to do a little bit. He he gets in the mix at times, yeah, 
He has flows, but I hope it, I hope Bam still stays down low and, and, and bodies people down there because he can. The Heat need offense, man. Yeah, they just can't score. I mean, honestly, yeah. can't score. And Hawks or not Hawks, the Bucks are shooting pretty well. Every you know, not game one, but game two and three, they've shot pretty well. Yeah. All right, so this one again, not not a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets and Celtics. We we allude, you had jokingly or mistakenly alluded to them as the shitty team that was playing the Sixers. <laughs> They're still the shitty team playing the Nets. They're um, such an average team. Oh, like I, I would even say maybe below average. Like just like when you look at their roster, especially right now without Jalen Brown. Yeah. Like it's almost like not an accomplishment that they got the sixteen second seed. Seven seed. Seven seed. Yeah. Seven seed. But like But yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean they are the seventh seed. I mean, and they look every bit the seventh seed or worse, to be honest with yes. you. Yes. So yeah, at times much they have worse. lost a lot of stuff over the past couple of years that they just have not replaced. Yep. They've tried to replace in house. And uh, you know, I, I know you like to harp on Danny Ainge. Like, you know, draft it's pick facts. after draft pick, but like you're right. I have nobody else to really blame other than Danny Ainge. I know we can say that maybe Brad Stevens isn't getting the most out of these guys and whatever, and, and that's part of it. But body language for these guys, front office moves for these guys, Danny Ainge has been almost making a trade for like the past seven years. Right. He almost got Anthony Davis. He almost got this, that, and the other. It doesn't matter. If you almost get somebody, you don't get them. And now you're not stuck because that sounds bad. Tatum is going to be a superstar. Maybe already is. Jalen Brown is ascending. But what, what do you have after that? Oh, you have nothing. <laughs> right? You have absolutely nothing. And Kemba Walker like, still isn't right. And and I'm not taking Kemba over some of the elite point guards that are in the game right now. No. So, like, what do you have? Marcus Smart. <laughs> Sick, dude. You're, yeah. If Marcus <laughs> Smart is your third best guy or even sometimes even your fourth best guy, if he's your leader, watch out. Yeah, that's tough. That's I mean, tough. He, obviously, he has a role on an NBA team. But, like, sure. wouldn't you want to see him on, like, a – as a sixth or a seventh or a seventh guy, like yeah, he first needs or to second be off guy the off the bench. Yeah, like, I agree. When your team's struggling, like he comes in and he just provides you in energy. Yeah. Gets you like three or four extra possessions. 100%. And you're just like, let's go. But yeah. the role he's in right now, he's just overmatched for. He is. That that roster is thin. Yep. Extremely thin. We've talked about it all year. And we said that was going to be their downfall. No and depth. I, and I don't know what they're going to do like moving forward because like it's not going to get much better than the seventh seed for them. As currently oh. constructed, right? Six seed, maybe. And there's teams in the Nets that are get, or Nets, the team in the East, like the Nets, but that are getting better. Yeah. Knicks are getting better. Hawks are getting better. <laughs> if you don't get better, you're just going to keep sliding down the standings. Like, there's yeah. no, you know, there's no if ands, or buts about it. So they're right. screwed. I mean, quite frankly. As far as the Nets concerned, I don't think this series tells us anything we didn't already know. Correct. Like, they can score. Like, this was going to be a sweep from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah you and I both called it. So, like, I, I still want to see them do it against a good team. Well, we're going to see it next round in, so. against the Bucks, and that is going to be awesome. That's going to like, be sweet. Buckle up. That will be so good. Yes. Um, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll talk about the Western Conference, and then we will finish it off with a couple questions to kind of round out the first round of the playoffs. All right, we are back. Um, let's talk about the Western Conference series. Some, again, good. Some, not so good. Some that we are going to delight so much in talking about. Yes. But let's start with um, the the one out west in Utah um, and Memphis. Okay. So Memphis stole game one. Yes. They're not going to win another one, right? I agree. Series like, is over. Yes. Donovan Mitchell comes back. First, like, three minutes, just, like, bang, bang, bang. Like, those, those two threes, like, they look smooth as shit. Oh. And... Let's quickly talk about that for a second because I, I don't know if this got like kind of glossed over or whatever, but I want to make very clear. 
Donovan Mitchell came out and said he wanted to play game one. Yeah. And the training staff didn't clear him. But I was reading more, and I don't know if you read this too. So Donovan Mitchell early on in his rehab was working with the team doctors. Yes. Rehab wasn't progressing as well as he wanted. So he paid his own people to, to rehab him. Yeah. He got back better, quicker, more efficient. And he said in media days leading up to the game that he was 100% ready to go. He could play 48 minutes if he needed to. He was, he was definitely playing. Yes. Day of, they don't clear him. I'm, I'm very positive that they didn't clear him because they didn't want any injury that happened on their watch to be because he was training with outside sources. The outside sources aren't the ones that get paid and could lose their job if Donovan Mitchell gets hurt. If they rush Absolutely. him back, right? Yeah. So I believe that they didn't clear him for game one to be overly cautious. And then they told him, hey, quit talking about your injury status. Like, let us do that. Yes. And then cleared him for game two. All that is fine. Happens all the time. But it doesn't get public. I thought it was weird that it got public that way. It is. And it's just a really bad look for Utah, right? Like, if you're, if you're an impending free agent. Yes. And you're trying to look over there. And, like, that's... Not that free agents ever go to Utah. Actually, that's not true. Well, but but it, but it doesn't it remind you? Do you remember like three years ago when Kawhi had the knee thing and that thing got real public and got yes. real dirty, like in public? And that's part of the reason why he went to Toronto. Like he Correct. got very angry. It's not that bad, obviously. That was very extreme because it went on for like a whole year. Yes. But you don't want things like injuries and like training staff and rehab and all that stuff like that progression. You don't want that out there because it can can leave a black, you know, a, a bad stain, a black hole, kind of on your on your program. Absolutely. So and. Um, I don't think like it's going to affect Donovan Mitchell long term in, oh, no in his outlook in in Utah or whatever, but it is something to keep an eye out. Like, I, th- yeah, I think I agree. You know, going forward, something to watch. So, but yeah. all that to be said, the Grizzlies are outmanned. They're going to try. I mean, obviously, like they were down thirty at one point, I think, in game two or, or twenty five, and they only ended up losing by twelve. Ja almost has fifty points, <laughs> but like again, if <laughs> they just don't have enough, and they're going to try their ass off because that's their culture, but yes. like. It's just not going to be enough. The ball movement from the Jazz and the defense that Rudy Gobert plays, like, they just don't have enough. They look really good, the Jazz do. I mean, but again, it's Memphis. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what to take away except for they sh- they're going to win this series 4-1. Yeah. And they should win this series 4-1. If, if Dylan Brooks also can go out Dynamich and drop. is awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, changes didn't have They didn't have him last year. And that was a big reason why they didn't advance in the first or first or second round. Was it first round? Yeah, first round. Um, but. If Dylan Brooks, the only way they advance is if Dylan Brooks basically averages like thirty or thirty-five, and Jaw averages the same, and they're just not like it's unfortunate, but like it's not. They're gonna try their ass off, but it's four-one. Like they're not winning another game. Dylan Brooks is really fun to watch. He is, and great defensively. He, like that is where his calling card is, honestly, is defensively. Yes. But he has been having these crazy games where he drops like thirty, thirty-four, thirty-five, which is honestly what they needed to be able to get to yeah. where they are. I mean, but, that's how they won game one. Exactly. And it's just not going to continue, though. Like, right. it's, it's kind of an aberration. Can I make the argument that Bogdanovich is one of the most underrated players in the NBA? Oh, yeah. I mean, he remember, we made our all underrated all underrated squad, and he was definitely on it. Yeah. Like, he, he's, isn't he like 25 and 5? Something. Oh, yeah. He aver- definitely like averaged that. Yeah. So, and when nobody talked, well, now mm-hmm. we're talking about him, but nobody talked about him because he was in Indiana. I mean, like, right. and he was somewhere else before, but he was, he was just not in a great great system now he's getting the, the recognition Dude, oh so yeah. good so good and he's a little feisty i like it yeah all right uh, joe here we go 
Yes. The one we've like when I wanted to have I like I texted you on my Joe. Can we can we do an emergency podcast about the Clippers being ass? Um the but, fourth the fourth season. Sorry, Clippers. yeah, sorry. You, you I'm gonna yes. let you call them that. Um okay. they are that, but that's your new name for them now. Um yeah. Joe, talk about the, the fourth seeded Clippers. The fourth seeded Clippers are exactly what they were in the regular season. So I don't understand why people are surprised. They've got obviously two really, really great players and nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing. Like I remember a time when I was mad that the Lakers traded Zubak. Nope. No Not chance. Mad. Not mad at that anymore. Marcus Morris has been ass. Yep. Patrick Beverly, dare I say, like, not only should not be a starting point guard in this league, I don't even know if he's a point guard in this league anymore, man. Yeah, I don't know where you where you put him. Like offensive liability. Can't do a thing offensively. Too small, really. Honestly, honest, now like defensively. With, these, with these big point guards, too small, like you said. Yeah. I don't know. Like his stat line the other day, like something like 30 minutes, like 0 for 3. Yep. Like I don't even think he registered a steal. Yeah. It's almost like, and, and for a guy who talks a lot, like, again, definitely better than we are, obviously. Oh, sure. But, like, I just don't know that he, like, do we get caught up in the hype of, you know, oh, because he hustles so hard and he works so hard and everything like that, that we think he's a good player because he is not a good NBA basketball player. The facts show it. Yeah. Yeah, no, everything you said I echo, like, it's it's all spot on. Um, the depth that they supposedly had is not actually good depth. It's just bodies. Um, they thought Rondo was going to be, like, the cure-all for chemistry in the, in the fourth and down the stretch. It's not that. Um, Luke Kennard getting paid for four years, 60 million, hasn't played a minute. Marcus Morris, four years, 64, been butt. Um, Ibaka. Ibaka, the big offseason acquisition they had, played six minutes in game two. Um, Nicholas Batum is on the minimum because he was literally statistically the worst player in the NBA per like advanced stats and minutes mm-hmm. played. He was the worst player in the NBA last year. Can't get a bucket. Sent you that text that literally said, down 11, 0-1 in the series. The Clippers just ran an ISO play for Nicholas Batum, and they got a shot clock violation. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's talk about the positives. Kawhi had the best half of his entire career. Yeah, when he dropped 32. 30, uh, 30 or, or 30. 32 points in yeah. the first half. Ended up with 41, and they still lose. Paul George played well. They still lose. You want to know why? Because they got nothing else. They got nothing else, and they don't defend right now. They cannot defend. Situational defending is atrocious. Like, Lou doesn't have this locker room. I texted you that the other yeah. day. Which is weird because it's the second coach, second well-respected. By coach, players. Yeah, by players, coach in a row that just has no control, right? Yep. Like, as far as can't get his guys to buy in and play hard. And even after the game, it's not like like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are sitting there basically saying, we'll be okay. No, we're not worried. Instead of being like, I just feel like in that sense, you'd be like, hey, we got to play better, man. Like, we're not, there's none of that. Yeah, well, I think Paul George was like, no, nah, we're not, we're not scared at all. Like, there's no pressure. It's like, well, that's a lie because we know you're feeling pressure because you didn't want to play the Lakers. Like, I want to. Karma's a bitch. I want to bring this all <laughs> back to like, at the, at the last two games of the regular season. The ducking. They ducked the Lakers. They yes. lost to the two, two of the worst teams in the NBA so that they could play the Mavs. And you didn't think that the Mavs were going to take that personally? You didn't think that Luka was going to come out and put you in a torture chamber every single chance he could because you thought that your better matchup was the Mavericks versus the Blazers? I'm not saying maybe it was or it wasn't, but the fact of the matter is 
I would absolutely rather face the Blazers than the Mavericks. Yes. Especially because the Mavericks played you last year, and the only reason that it wasn't wasn't even a more competitive series is because you stomped Luka's ankle. Yeah. So Luka has been the best player in the series for the last two series because they played him last year. He was the best player then. In the what? I think I saw in the 12 or so games he's played, he averages 31, 10, and 9. And you wanted to play this team instead of just like maybe playing the Lakers the second round? Yeah, it makes zero sense, one, that they did that. And karma's a bitch, like you said. Yeah. You get what you asked for, and now you may get swept. It's not gonna. They're not going to get swept. They'll probably win a game. But if they do get swept, you had it coming. Like, you asked for it. Yes. And people are going to lose their job. People are going to get traded. And this this team, which already was one of the laughing stocks, if not the laughing stock franchise of the NBA, again, is back to laughing stock. Uh, Kawhi and Paul can leave. Well, Kawhi can. Kawhi can. That's right. Yeah, Paul, Paul has yeah. either one year or two. He signed Correct. the extension. But Kawhi yeah. did not. Now, he's not going to leave because he loves L.A. And I think that he truly does want to try and win a title in L.A., whether that's going to happen or not. But, oh, don't forget, they mortgaged the future, by the way. Yes. To get Pandemic P. Yeah. To get these guys. They mortgaged everything. They are, as Nick Wright alluded to it, and he's spot on. I was looking at the roster. They are the Houston Texans, like in terms of you have some few few big talents and then nothing for the future to show for it. So Correct. you better win now, and they're not. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the Ibaka six minutes. I don't think he's healthy still. I think that yeah. kind of rushed him back, but yeah. And I don't think, uh, and the Luke Kennard thing. I mean, everybody was scratching their head at that deal because. But at some point, if you pay the guy $60 million, don't you want to like see what he can give you at some point in the playoffs? <laughs> at least get him off the bench, right? Like, even get him if it's a little 10 run. minutes. So. You're, playing, just... you're playing Terrence Mann. So is that, that's on Lou, then? Oh, I'm not saying it's on Lou. I'm just saying, like, maybe now, now you're, you're down 2-0 and you're in game three. Maybe Lou's just like, fuck it, we're trying anything now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, you're down, you're down 0-1. You were in the game... At one point in game two, I know it was in like the late fourth or sorry, like early fourth, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe like mid second when you're like maybe tied or whatever, like try throwing Luke Kennard in and seeing what happens. Mm. I don't know. I know we know that Luke Kennard wasn't worth the contract he got, but like you did pay him that. So Marcus Morris has been asked, why, you, why are we not just like letting Luke Kennard yeah. play? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, they just, they just aren't right. And even like their after game, like that's, and I know like, that's not always the case where that matters or whatever. But I put a lot of stock in into theirs. Yeah. Because like it's it's a lot of the same as last year against the Nuggets. For sure. Where it was just like, you know, oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no one seems pissed. Like they're not yeah. coming out of the game and saying, you know, Kawhi's not saying, you know what, we have to play better, you know, uh, we have to buckle down defensively. Yeah. Lucas killing us. It's none of that. It's just like, eh, we'll be all right. Well, Kawhi will never do that. And I think I like that. That hurts part him, of it. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. So. All right, let's talk about it. We we love Luca. We know how we know how good he is. Um there's nobody like maybe there's a couple, but like if you're starting a franchise and then and, and you're looking 10 years down the road, you're starting it today for 10 years, whatever. Is there anybody you're taking ahead of Luca? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Maybe Jokic, but like they're yeah. they're not similar, but like their games are somewhat like comparable in the passing aspect and whatever in their yeah. vision but but luca luca will be uh, maybe hyperbole but he's gonna end up being a top 15 player of all time oh hell yeah maybe top 10 yes so like 
I don't know if I can say that about Jokic. Jokic will be up there, but I don't know if I can say that about Jokic right now. I can definitely say that about Luka. Right. So I mean, that's is extremely fair. And then you look at Luka now and what he's doing, and you're just like, did we like sleep on him for MVP? <laughs> like, oh well, <laughs> no, but yes, like he, I'm like as a society, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, I mean. I think we got enamored with Steph, and as you know, like I love Steph, so I'm always going to be pro yeah. Steph. But like, we got a little bit enamored with what Steph was Steph was doing towards the end of the year, which rightfully so, he was going bonkers, and Luca was struggling a little bit at times. But yeah, like as we, it's always funny when you watch the playoffs and then you look about the people that like, oh shit, we should have mentioned them for MVP because like they're like Giannis. I know he's struggled a little bit at times shooting, but like, you're, we're going to get to a point where it's like maybe Dallas and like the Western Conference Finals or like second round or whatever, and we're going to be like, oh, so Luca, Giannis, LeBron. Jokic maybe like these guys are all going to be in the later rounds we're like oh fuck we missed some of these like you right. know what I mean Dame exactly. he's not going to make it there but like Dame is doing things right now where you're like holy shit you yes. know like and his team's still losing st- still losing <laughs> yeah but yeah no you're right like, but I like don't, there's no one I'm picking ahead of Luka right now for a 10 year down the road franchise no, for sure not. and that's why I posed that question because I yeah. really sat down and thought about it last night I was like I don't think there's anybody that I would that I would so yeah I don't think so either he's just so damn good Trey Young Oh, dude! No, seriously. No. <laughs> All right, you're. Let's. I'll give you the floor. Yes. You, you were right. You we you wrote this outline, and the game wasn't even like started yet. I don't think, or maybe it just started. And you already put that the Nuggets were going to be up two one, and they were. And you were right. So yes, we know how much you love Jokic. We know how much you you want to adore, you know want to talk about him and adore him. So go for it. First, I'm going to talk about Take, Dame. Okay. And Dame is doing absolutely everything he possibly can to keep them in this series because the Blazers are sort of, in a way, outmatched, right? Like, it's just that the Nuggets have more counters, and you said it best, that Stotts, Terry Stotts either can't or won't make in-game adjustments Yep. because they don't have the defense or the personnel. They don't have or the personnel, to do, yeah. Yeah, to do it. Whereas the Nuggets can go out and they can put Aaron Gordon, who switched on to Dame in game two, you know, didn't shut him down, but did a really, really yeah. good job on him. Stifled him. So, yeah. Um, and then the Blazers went into the series, and you can tell that they want Jokic to score to beat them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's let Jokic get his and make him score 40. Right. Or, you know, let him score 40, I yeah. guess. And he's doing it. He actually is. <laughs> and, and they're still winning. Yeah. So, like, you know, I mean, which is just goes to show you, like, how well-rounded he is. Like, offensively, they're not sending doubles. I can't blame them for not sending doubles, but, like, and then Jokic goes out and he scores 35 on, like, what, 16 shots? Yeah, I think he had, like, 16 or 17 shots last night. Like, just highly efficient. Yeah. So, like, I call this as a 4-1 series. Blazers can still steal a game, but this one has more of a feeling that it's over, right? Or what do you think? Yeah, I have Blazers in seven. I'm still sticking to it. Um, And here's why. So... You could say this about every series, and, and it's not wrong necessarily, but there are some times in series where guys that don't normally get hot get hot. Last night, that was Austin Rivers. Yes. That I happens under- once a game yeah, or and, once a series for someone, yeah. And so I, I know they ended up losing by, like, what? I think it was actually three. There was a chance, actually. I, I was staying up watching the game, and there was a chance. The, the Nuggets missed two free throws at the end to make it a five-point game, mm-hmm. and they missed them. And Dame or somebody came down and 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 missed a three, and then or maybe it was Melo. Melo had a really good fourth quarter, terrible game, but good fourth quarter. They missed a three to tie it, and then I think they ended up winning by five. The Nuggets did because they hit two free throws at the end. But like 
for all this talk of like you know the Nuggets dominating them, they only won by five, and there actually was a chance they could have t- like the Blazers could have gone to overtime in this game. So like, I understand the Nuggets are the, in my opinion, right now they're showing they're the better team. I don't know if they are without Murray, but um, they're playing better, and like that matters. Mm. But if but if you're gonna ask me like because of what happened last night, if it now becomes a four one series, I just don't see Austin Rivers going bonkers again. You know, like I just really don't. He hit like he hit literally. I think two or three threes in a row. Two of them were heat check. Like, they were deep, and he drilled them. So, like, good for him. Shout out him. But at the same time, I don't trust that to be, like, your deciding factor every night is, like, Austin Rivers being the guy. Now, you can say that about everybody. But I'm still sticking with Blazers in seven. I think Blazers get the next one. And then, again, we're back to a three-game series at that point. Yeah, Austin Rivers shot, I'm looking at it right now, 50% from three. He had 21 points. That's an aberration. That's an aberration. You know, like, Aaron he was out of the league in March. Yeah. Aaron Gordon, he's, he's, he's got to get them better, man. He does. Like, that was a guy that you were basically expecting to give you, like, 18 and 10. And I don't know what he did last night, but... 13. Okay, so, like, it's not enough. 13, 4, and 3, yeah. Maybe um, not 18 and 10. Maybe, like, 18 and 7, but still. I'm 44% shooting. It's, like, just not, it's not good enough. Yeah, it's not. But they have uh, Jokic, and yeah, the Blazers just don't have an answer for that. The, oh, like, they don't. Yeah. And and they can't so. double because he's so good out of the post passing. Like they have to just go one on one and hope he misses. But even when he misses, he's big enough to get his offensive rebound. He got like I don't know if you if you got the stats up. How many offensive rebounds did he have? It seemed like I was watching. He had at least five. Yeah, he had six offensive rebounds, okay. eleven total. So like, so. and Nurkic is a great player, but he's just overmatched. He's, and he can't foul size. out. He fouled out. He fouls out way too much. Yeah, and you can't foul out with Jokic down there. You just can't. No, because so. they have nobody. After that, they gotta come back together, play better game two or game four, I guess it would be, um, to get that to w- get that second win. Um, but re- yeah, it's gonna be tough. But if they can tie it up two two, then again, I think it goes seven. I think it could be, but going down three one won't be obviously statistically great for them. Um, okay, we say the best for last. When I say best, like our favorite for last, maybe not your favorite, might have we just talked about. You love you love the Jokic Dude, and the I, Nuggets. I'm all over it. But let's talk about the Lakers. Um, they this is of another gentleman sweep, right? Like it's it's headed that way. Yeah. And and I want to make very clear, I want to start this off. Not having Chris Paul is a problem. Yes, absolutely it is. But I might say something that's bla- blasphemous here and, and I think it's true. Everybody says that, man, it's a bummer that Chris Paul hasn't made it to the conference finals or won a title and blah 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 and it, man, Chris Paul changes franchises and he takes them to the playoffs and blah blah blah. Is it also part of Chris Paul's legacy that he can never stay healthy when they're needed? Yeah, he is always hurt come playoff time, right? And I'm sorry, like that there there are people that are healthy and can avoid injuries and there are people that just cannot. Part of that is how you condition. I'm not calling out his conditioning. I'm just no. saying some things that can happen. Yeah. There are things that you can do to prevent injuries and maybe some people are just unlucky and it seems like Chris Paul is always hurt in the big moments and that is a hindrance to your team. It he really is a is. massive reason that they made it here. Oh, yes. So the fact that he's not playing means that this is done. I'm sorry, this is done. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, the and the Suns have been, they actually are playing really well. They are. Like Aiden is playing out of his mind. He Good. is. Like, he is just abusing Gasol and Drummond. Yep. Like, but then you get to the fourth quarter and they put AD on him and, you know, it's a little bit of a different story. For sure. But he's shooting almost 90% in this series. Yeah. I think like 88%, 87.5%. Stupid. I mean, they're all dunks. Yeah. Like literally like every single one. Yeah, absolutely. He's Take what the there. defense gives so. you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you said it. We'll talk about it. They still don't look all the way right, the Lakers. Yeah. It doesn't matter, though. Doesn't matter. Because, like... It, it doesn't matter in this series. No, it doesn't matter in this series. And, like, you and I, like... You should see, like, our text chains, guys, like, <laughs> when we're talking about the Lakers. Because we give them a lot of shit. Oh, it's ugly at times. Yeah. Very ugly. Yeah. Bad defensive rotations, terrible offense. People are standing around. It's stagnant. We talk shit about AD sometimes. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. LeBron, five turnovers in the first half or first, in, you know, first half and third quarter. It's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And then they go up by 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, and then they just, yeah, they buckle down defensively. Yeah. And they, even when they're bad defensively, they're still good. Like They still, still can do what they need to do. Yeah. So like, like we, we are Lakers stands and LeBron stands for this podcast. But if you saw our text chain, you would think like what you wouldn't think you'd be like, oh, they're objective. Like they're also watching the game and yes. like know when they're playing bad. Again, LeBron has times where he's in complete control of the game. And then there are times where he kind of checks out and he makes dumb passes and he tries to do too much flashy shit and it looks bad. Yeah, but if he if everybody is completely locked in and connected and engaged, no one is beating this team if they're healthy. Correct. Yeah. That's absolutely. the bottom line. And let's talk about it. Last night they did this. They went with their crunch time five, and it stifles, and it's... We can all look up the stats, like, to fact check this, but if they... The three-man lineup of Caruso, AD, and LeBron is one of the best in the league, and it yes. has been for the past couple of years. So, but their crunch time five is... going ahead, Joe. What is usually... Schroeder, AD, LeBron, KCP, and then they'll put in either Caruso... Kuzma, Matthews, you know, depending on who, yeah. uh, he was terrible last night. I know, but I'm just saying, anyways, like, that fifth yes. guy. Yeah, and then, and then that fifth guy, depending on matchups, foul trouble, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Gasol sometimes is the fifth guy. Yeah, but, like, I I wouldn't even put fifth guy as in yeah, yeah. for, 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 for him on that. Time. Yeah, for crunch time, because they, they need to put AD at the five, right? Yeah. So, basically, it's AD, Shooter, LeBron, KCP, and that, you know, fifth spot yeah. usually goes to Caruso. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it goes to Kuzma. Yep. Last right. night, I think it was so, Kuzma, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because he was hitting free throws and stuff. I mean, that was obviously, they were up by like 13 or so at the time. But, right. yeah. But that lineup right there, like, there was a, there's a point, I think it was in the third quarter, uh, where Schroeder was running a fast bake. You had AD on one side, LeBron on the other. Like, what do you do? Yeah, defenders screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You even if you have like three that? defenders, like, even if you can match yeah. the fast break, you're still screwed. Like because you have those two on the wings going full speed, shooter down the middle. Who scary. Is, who played phenomenal? By the I way, thought. then you have so. K, uh, KCP and Kuzma trailing that you can hit a three two, or if it's Caruso, you can get him cutting. Yeah. Like there's so many weapons, and they've they've built this team so well, and regardless that, of some of the shit that they've like. Trez hasn't even played in the last two games. No. So I know he's. I wouldn't say he's unplayable in this series. I'm shocked actually he's not playing. Correct. But at the same time, they don't even need him. No. And that, that five defensively, oh, my. Unbelievable. They just lock down, and, and AD swallows everything at the rim. He does. Everything. And Kuzma is just extremely active defensively. Yeah, two for 12 last night, but so active, so good defensively. Made a couple good passes, too. He just, he knows now his role is different because those big two guys are healthy and Schroeder's back healthy, too. But He's that, completely embraced it, though. Correct. And, I mean, like we've said, when you're getting th three years, 30 million or whatever, like you're yeah. getting 10 million a year to like basically be a role player, you'll take that. To win titles. Embrace the role yeah. and win titles, right? Like yeah. your legacy will be you played with LeBron and AD, you won maybe three titles, and you made, you know, at the end of this, you made $100 million. Like roll <laughs> cool. with it, bro. Yeah. Right. 
So it's the best lineup in the NBA when they're when they're healthy and they're when they're clicking on all cylinders. And you know, I, this is the team we started to want to see to get going. Yeah. and it's starting to get there. It's still not there, but they're getting there. What about Lakers? All their bumps and bruises. Seems like everybody's going down a little bit. Yeah, KCP's got an MRI today on his quad. It seems like he's got maybe maybe pulled something. Um, again. They've got they've got shooters and they've got people that they can throw at the wings. The three that you know the three people you cannot lose are AD, LeBron, and, and Schroeder. Like, yes, absolutely. So if those guys and, and and AD looked like he was hobbling at times. Yeah, but AD he played, always looks like he's yeah. Hobbling. I was gonna no, say, was saying, like he's never not kind of like hobbling and grimacing. So like I'm just kind of used to it now. Yeah. But like those guys have to stay healthy, not like completely, but like have to stay uninjured. They have to stay on the court. You know, they have to be on the court. And yeah. I, I think LeBron plays a big role in that. He'll keep them there. But yeah. if this is what we get, then just just buy your buy your ticket for the finals because it's it's coming. Yeah. All right. We got three questions for you guys. Let's round it out. All right. First one, Matt, I'll let you start. Which team as of this morning looks like the most like a champion? So I've got two, but if yeah. I have to pick one, yeah. it's Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, like, you know, just right now. Yes. By the end of it, there's gonna be probably several, but maybe yes. Milwaukee and 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 um LA. But right now, my my biggest answer is Milwaukee looks the most like a champion today. Absolutely. I completely agree. Because and and I'll say this, because the Lakers did not look look right against the Suns in game one. Right. You still have some chemistry issues, they still look bad at times. I feel like Milwaukee hasn't played a single bad minute of basketball this entire playoff so far against a against the Heat aren't great. Sure. Okay. But neither are the Celtics and everybody's given the Nets praise too, yes. right? So like let's yes. keep it. And the Heat are infinitely better than Boston is y- right now. Yes. And the Heat will make you work. Yes. Like no matter what. Right. For sure. So no matter what it is. So like the fact that they're up three oh and it hasn't even been competitive right now at all against the team that they lost to. Uh, a year ago, yeah. no, six well, months ago, in the bubble. Yeah, yeah we'll call right. it. We'll call it a year. It's all time. All runs together. Yeah, <laughs> like just tells me that this is an entirely different team. Yeah, like Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, Brendan Forbes. Like they've just come in and done done work. So yeah, I completely agree. And we just and the other one would be Philly. Yeah, yeah, you they're, they're an honorable mention. Yeah, but you can't you can't take anything to them because of who they're playing right now in the first round. Yeah. Um. And you, and I mean, now that we're seeing how the Heat are, you could probably say the same thing about the Bucks. Like, let's wait till next round when they play the Nets or you know whatever. Yep. When Philly plays, maybe New York or Atlanta. I think that's still probably a, a pretty quick series if you're Philly. But yes, those three, those two for sure, as, as in LA and Milwaukee, and I would and I would throw Philly in there too. Like, and I guess we could say Brooklyn. I want to wait on the Philly Brooklyn conversations until yeah. they're playing someone better. But but they're there. Um, okay, Joe. If you had to pick, what's been a, a team that has surprised you halfway through the first round? You know, some of these three games, some of them two. Is there any team that's really surprised you? I, I'm i loving it. I did not expect Dallas to be up too yeah. low. Like, the way Luka has been playing. And they're shooting 50% from the three. Yes. Like, How is that not, like, legitimately... 50% for the three. How is that not surprising to anybody? In game two, somebody, I don't know, I think it's Shot Quality is the account on Twitter. They follow basically like how open shots are and whatever. Um, they took 18, there was 18 qualified open shots from three for the Mavericks. Yeah. 10 of them qualified as wide open. How is the best quote-unquote wing defenders in the league letting 18 open and 10 wide open threes happen? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's surprising for sure. And then uh, every time uh, 
<laughs> Every time Pat Bev gets switched on to Luca, you're too small. Too fucking small. Too fucking small. <laughs> that was awesome. I loved it. Um, yeah. I honestly don't know if I'm surprised by anything. Obviously, the, the Mavericks that, that you said. That shooting, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess... Everything else has gone pretty much how I Yeah, I mean, I, I still want to say the Bucks. Like, honestly, I know we just said that they're the champion team, like, crowned as a champion right now, looking like a champion. But I still think how they're playing so, so, so damn well is also surprising. It is, yeah. You know, so I'm going to say, like, I'm still pleasantly surprised and, and happily surprised by the Bucks as well. Like I, like I said, you expect the Heat to bring it every day, right? Yeah. Like, every single game. So you expect them to... Get one. Like Grant Hill Grant Hill said. <laughs> I called his ass out. <laughs> you, you get the feeling that Miami's going to go on a run here. He goes, you know, you're just getting that feeling. They start, it's time to go on a run. And I was like, by what evidence? <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> and then they lose by like 30. So like, whatever. Um, okay. So this may be a dumb question just based on kind of how we talked about all these <laughs> games. But any are there any teams that maybe now are down like 2-0 because as we know if you're down 3-0 they're 148 no so like i'm not yeah. even going to bring up the the you know the 3-0 team so i guess right. that's just one right the heat heat aren't coming back statistics show that but are there any teams down 2-0 or now down 2-1 that you see quote comebacks from no yeah i know i mean i do but you don't no i know you see nuggets blazers yeah that's the only one though that's i mean that series is still in doubt like i i I do think the Nuggets are yeah yeah are are going to win, and I do think it's going to be five one. I just think that or yeah in five yeah, yeah. But you, because I just think the games might be close, but when it comes down into like crunch time, like the answer is still the same. So yeah, and the, and the Knicks or Hawks are tied at one, so that's not necessarily a comeback right now. No. Like maybe ask us whoever wins game three, like if there a comeback, probably like whoever it is, because I yeah. think it goes seven, but like. The only one in my mind right now that isn't already a foregone conclusion that's 2-1 is the Blazers-Nuggets. But even that, I'm like, is that even really a comeback? You know, like, they're both pretty evenly matched right no, now I mean, as presently constructed. Right, so. it's not like the the Blazers went up 2-0 or the Nuggets right. are, went up. Yeah, so, so, I don't really see any big comebacks. I have, the, like I said, the Blazers coming back down 2-1 to win in seven. But, like, again, that's not that big of a deal. Any chance so, the Clippers come back and win the series? Um, I actually think they do win game three. Yeah. Um, but... It, here's the thing. They have to basically treat this like the Lakers, or not the Lakers, like the Cavs did against the Warriors. I know it's a different setting. Yeah. But you cannot, you have to take it a game at a time. I know that's cliche, but le- like you cannot start being like, all right, we're going to get this to 2 2, and then we're going to go back to, to LA or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. You, if you don't get game three, the numbers show it's over. So this is it. This is your game seven. Mm. But I do think they get game game three after that, though. I just don't know if they have enough. They. I don't. And me, Why do we think this was a champion? This this was good. Why well, did everyone think that? Because, don't include us in this. I know I won't. <laughs> don't you dare like, include us. Why in this. did people think this? Like because I don't understand. Like they, they proved an, nothing last year. Yeah. And then this year they're the fourth seed. They, yeah. Okay. But hold on. I, I I understand that. I let me let me give you a caveat though. The Lakers are also the seven seed. We can't necessarily look at seeds as how good your team is. They should have been the three. They tanked on purpose. So they're actually the three seed. Yes, they're the four. But like, now, I'm saying that all to say, they were not, in our minds, good enough to win a title. And no. we've said that. But when you went as a, as a media person or as a Vegas person setting up the odds, you can look at that team and go, they have two superstars. Well, one definitely superstar, one really, really good, maybe kind of dropping down in terms of superstar status. Mm. Like, you just expect them to be able to close games and win games, and now we're finding out they can't. 
Oh, we not now finding out, but we know now they can't. Yeah. Where I think is that's the takeover? why. Yeah, there's no takeover. And you said it, I think, like, is there a look in the mirror type moment in game three? Because I don't know if there is. Yeah. If there isn't, then this is a sweep, it's over. Like if you can't win this one, and I didn't I thought maybe if you couldn't even win game two, it was over. Like yeah. if you can't look yourself in the mirror in game three and be like, if we don't get this one, like if we don't come out balls to the walls in this one, we're screwed. Well, we're gonna find out. But there, mm. I don't I don't see that ser- I, I said the series was over when they won the second one, when the when the Mavs went up 2-0. But I do think there's a possibility that the Clippers take game three. Yeah, I think that one's over too. But you're right. They yeah. could take they could easily. But take even game then three. it's probably four one so. or you know, whatever. So but, Dallas is not going to let up, though. No, like no chance. There's no chance that they're going into this with their guard down, right? No Game way. Three. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, man. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, Love playoff basketball. Seriously, we got. I mean, games every night. Now we're going to be in the weekend where there's four games a night or four games a day. Um, so we're back to it. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with some more uh, some more playoff news. Thanks, guys.